There's a cat in my way. Cat. All right. <laughs> you got to move. Uh, uh. Say good morning. Uh, I'm running about 60 seconds late on everything. All right. Here we go. Should have just enough time to pour this. Three, two, one. Good morning, everybody. Welcome. Today is Tuesday. It's July 27th, 2021. My name is Jeremy. And this is my first cup of coffee. That's so warm. Water just finished boiling. Oh. She's not eating. Those of you that have been on this journey with me for a while know she's old. We don't have a lot of time left. So if you tune in and you get to see her, be happy about that. Right? Right? She kind of thinks she's in the process of giving up. Well, how was your Monday? Hope you had a good Monday. I had a pretty good Monday. Got a bunch of work done. Honestly, more than I expected. You ever have one of those days you look at your schedule and you're just going, I don't know if I can do all of this. Well, I managed to. There were some things I moved. They weren't big, but I finished up at, when did I finish work? 5.30? I was done at 5.30. Which, good morning, Stacy. <laughs> Stacy says, morning, Jeremy and Kitty. Moo. She does kind of move sometimes, doesn't she? Uh, one of the things I've learned about myself, and I don't know if any of you out there are like this, that I can keep working if I move to a different venue. Now, I've got the, the home office here, of course, and that's where most of my work gets done. It's where all the, the big work gets done. I have two large monitors and a, and a desktop computer, and there's all kinds of work I can do. But sometime between two and three, most days, my productivity just goes, and just completely tanks. And what I do, when I can, is I'll go change up where I'm going to work from for the last couple hours. And lately, it's been Panera. I go drink way too much decaf, have a bagel sometimes. And work for about another hour to two. And the reset between the change of location and the 15, 20 minutes it takes to get there changes everything. Context is really important. What we, what we do matters and where we do it has a tremendous impact on what we're doing. You ever had your martial arts class have a different location? You ever go somewhere else? Oh, let's go train outside today. We can't train in this space. We got to go train in this other space. It's a whole different experience because context matters. Yeah, have you ever, as an adult, been on a school bus with a group of adults? Tell me people don't act significantly more childish. Context matters. Now, what do we do with that information? I don't know. Nothing, really. It's just good to pay attention to. 
Uh, I can turn that banner off, I think. There we go. Well, beyond productivity, Monday was a pretty good day. I am slowly revamping our marketing plan. I, I had some epiphanies, some pretty solid epiphanies, and I'm putting some pieces together on that. Uh, came to the realization yesterday that one of the projects I really wanted to work on, one of the, the things that I thought was going to be in a big next step, we're not ready for. And that's been really difficult to admit to myself. It's an event. It's it's not free training. Day. Don't worry. That That's happening. Uh, that's the easiest thing I've ever done. Hey, there's a space. Everybody show up. Here's a schedule. Go. <laughs> but there was another event, and I've talked to a few of you about this, about getting your help. And I want to do this event. We are the right ones to pull this event off. This event has significant upside. There's a financial benefit. There, there's all kinds of really good stuff that would come up with this. We're not ready. And that really hurts to say that. It makes me sad. But I know what's going to happen if we go forward with it. I'm going to do it. We're going to do it. We're going to pull it off. It's going to be fine. But it's not going to be as good as it could be. And so many other things are going to get compromised on the way. It won't be the podcast or any of our other endeavors. It'll be my health, my personal life. <laughs> so we're going to wait. Some of you have helped me with some research on some things. I'm going to follow that research up. I'm going to I'm going to put together the pieces that I can so I can better understand when it will be time to put that into play. Stacey said, even training facing a different wall can change things. Forms facing a corner. I mentioned that the other day. Facing a corner. Try to start and stop facing a corner in a room. It's crazy. It's really hard to do. It's easier if it's a square room or a roughly square room. If it's not, it's all kinds of messy. Flexibility program has taken its next step. It is now off in the hands of multiple qualified medical professionals. And there will be a few more people that I send it off to because they're going to write forwards because I want them to dig into it. And first off, I, I want their validation. And secondly, I want their endorsement because I think that'll help it go a long way. It's an effective program. I, I, it's an effective program. Like all the programs that we make, it's effective. Uh, did you guys watch episode 626 yesterday? When I was at Panera yesterday, I'm waiting in line. And there's a guy in front of me ordering coffee. And I noticed his shoes, he's wearing Feiyu shoes. Now, you may or may not know that brand, but you'd probably recognize the shoe. It's the not the cheap Kung Fu shoes that people wear, but it's the ones that actually have a sole. The yellow kind of gum sole. They come in white or black. Sometimes people will wear them for parkour, but yeah, that's generally somebody's a martial artist, but I see them wearing those. 
And so he grabbed his, his food and we ended up having tables near each other. And as he was getting settled, I just kind of went over and said, Hey, do you do martial arts? <laughs> He's like, how did you know? I said, the shoes. And we ended up having a conversation for like 10 minutes and, and uh, he's around here um, for school briefly. It's a non-residential program. And we talked about martial arts and the lack of certain martial arts. He does Jeet Kune Do and Tai Chi. And he mentioned, you know, he's like, I'm not aware of a Jeet Kune Do school around here. And I said, no, there isn't. Not that I'm aware of anyway. And we chatted for a little bit and he asked me about me and what I do. And he's like, you have a podcast? I'll find it. I want to listen. So always on, always, always be selling. Good. A little dash of cinnamon in the coffee this morning. Came out good. Ah. Trying to think if there's anything else to report from yesterday. I don't think so. So today's a, a recording day. We've got two episodes on the schedule. We were supposed to have three. Those of you who are in Patreon and you read the updates, there's one name that we've put out there that was supposed to record today. And this person is traveling. And if you looked at that list, you'd probably say, oh, man, I hope it's not that person. It's that person. If you want to get in on the Patreon and see what's going on behind the scenes with a whistle kick, if you want the only place you're going to find out about upcoming guests, it's that. You can do as little as two bucks a month. Patreon.com slash. Hey, we have a banner for that. <laughs> it's that. It's that. Isn't that fun? Patreon.com slash. What's okay. So I'm disappointed in that. Uh, Andrew worked so hard to get this one to the end. And I'm bummed for him because I, I know how much pride he takes in his work. But we'll get rescheduled. It happens. But there are two other awesome guests that we're recording with. And we've got quite a backlog of guests. I think we're still running like five weeks out when we record. Perfect. Can can we infer anything from a perfect cup of coffee? Can we say that this perfect cup of coffee means that I'm going to have a great day or that uh, I'm going to come into money or something? I don't know. <sighs> Went to the gym last night. Was out on the motorcycle because it's only the second ride I've had all summer. For some reason, I don't ride in June, barely in July. This is historical. I don't know why. And I, I think it's just transition into summer, things going on. But now that where we're at, I'll be on the bike a lot more. I love riding in September. It's my favorite month around. And as I was coming home, there was there was rain, just a little bit of rain. There wasn't any rain on the schedule, but there was rain. And I, was, I was beating the rain. Got home. Made dinner, took a shower, and I've started watching The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Are you familiar with the show? It's on Amazon. And people who know me well know that my, my favorite TV show, here, I'll, I'll, I'll 
give you this and then we'll roll into the, the questions and the comments. And you guys can feel free to drop stuff in the chat while I'm talking if you want. My favorite TV show of all time is Gilmore Girls because it's brilliant. It's some of the best writing, very solid acting, and it's a really smart show. There are pop culture references and historical references that one of the goals in the show was that no one person would catch every reference in an in episode. And I've had to go look up plenty of stuff. Well, the people behind that show are the ones that started Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. And as time has gone on, they keep recruiting more and more people out of Gilmore Girls to the point where I think it's there's filming season four right now. There are like six people who were part of that show. And I said, okay, fine. I've got to give the show a, a chance. I tried watching the pilot and I got maybe half, two thirds of the way through and it just, ugh, it, it wasn't working for me. And I said, maybe I'll just skip the pilot. So I skipped to episode two, completely different experience. And it got me thinking. There are a lot of TV shows like that. Do you have a show that you like that the pilot just doesn't do it justice? Gilmore Girls is that way. Uh, what else is like that? Big Bang Theory is like that. It's just kind of the, the actors are finding. They're finding the characters. They don't know that the show is going to get picked up. They're not. Everyone's not fully invested in it. Episode three is when it got really good. I don't know if any of you are watching it, but it's it's pretty funny. It's it's not a typical kind of funny, but it's funny. I like it. All right. Let's see what you guys give me to talk about. And if you want to leave me comments, the way you do is you drop it in the comment section after the show closes. I may need to make a banner for need to make a list of all the banners. All right. Questions for today. Today, Tuesday, July 27th, 2021, is Donnie Yen's 58th birthday. Here's some trivia about him from IMDb. He was born in Canton, China, but grew up in Boston. Now, I don't know if you know this, but a few years ago, I had the opportunity to spend a day with his mother and his sister. Great, great people. His mother, let's put it this way. If there was a Mount Rushmore for female martial artists, his mother would easily be on there. Bausim Mark, go look her up. She was, is not only an amazing, influential martial artist, she did so at a time when women were, I don't want to say discouraged, because that's too weak of a word, but a time when women really didn't do that. I've had the opportunity to train with people who trained with her. Uh, there's an episode we did. I don't remember the episode number. Uh, I think we called it Talking Donnie Yen, where Sifu James Banks shared some stories because he went to high school with him. I've had the chance to work out with Sifu. And he's a great guy, amazing martial artist, like really, really solid martial artist. I have, of, of all the episodes we've done, 
where people speak reverently about instructors. Nobody has spoken more reverently about a teacher than Sifu Jim talking about Bowson Mark. Awesome, just awesome. He's a classically trained pianist. That doesn't surprise me. There's a lot of overlap, I think, between martial arts and, and music. But I don't know if it's the same. You know, sometimes on, on martial arts radio, we, we connect with a, yet another person who is involved in martial arts and information technology. There's a similar mindset in there, uh, discipline, problem solving sort of thing. Music has that discipline, but I, I think I think it's, you know what? I don't wanna say what it is and isn't because I'm not a musician. We've had a bunch of musicians on the show. I don't know if it's more or less than the average population. It's an interesting question. I think I could certainly, especially something like a, a classically trained pianist, I think we could draw some correlation between the investment of oneself and the the outcome. I think you could compare music and forms. In fact, if you've ever heard me say talk about the space between the movements with regard to forms. Where did I get that idea from? Listening to somebody talk about the space between the notes. That that's the difference between a great and a world-class pianist. It's the space between the notes and how they play that. That's where I extended it from. So plenty of overlap there. Good morning, Francis. Michelle Yeoh considers him to be the fastest martial artist she has ever worked with. And of course, they work together on Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon 2? 2. Yeah, because the first one was Chow Yun Fat. I like the second one. I like the first one better, though. Francis says, I really enjoy the correlation with music and so many of my friends are accomplished musicians. Interesting. I wonder if this is one of those places where we, we can draw stronger correlations depending on where, what the origin of the martial art is. Are we able to draw as strong of a correlation between music and Okinawan martial arts as we are to say, Chinese martial arts. I don't know. Talking about Crouching Tiger, Stacy says the first one was amazing. The second one was good. I would agree. I think part of what made the first one amazing was that it came out of left field. Nobody expected it. It was the first movie with subtitles that I loved. So good. I haven't watched it in years. I should rewatch that. If we did an episode of how to fight on any of the characters in there, I think I think it would be a very short episode because it'd be how would you fight any of them? You you die. 
you just lose. <laughs> when your opponent can fly, you're pretty much done. And Francis says, also in learning, learning music is not an intellectual pursuit. It's something we need to internalize in body-mind. I find the learning of music similar to what happens when learning martial arts. Oh, interesting. I could see that. I could see that. I've always wanted to learn music, but not strong so strongly that I've actually done it. I've thought about picking up an acoustic guitar and just kind of hanging out with that. Here's a secret. I've been learning to sing like a little bit. There's an at there's an at-home program I've been doing. Not because I want to be a singer, but because I want my voice to come through better on the show. And a, I'm not a good singer, but apparently I can hold a note decently. So that was kind of neat to find out. You ever wonder if you have some hidden talent that you just start doing a thing and you're just going to crush it like nobody else ever has? I haven't found that thing. I don't know what that thing is. Stacy says, try martial arts with taiko, uh, Japanese drumming, in the background. So much a connection of music and movement. That might be how sections of music become movements. I completely agree. I think there's a lot to the idea of training with music. And it's something that some schools will do. I wish more schools would do. Not pop music. Could be classical, something without words. Something to fill that space in the background. Now, here's why. Here's why I think that is so important. When I started training Capoeira in 98, 99 in college, there was music. If we weren't playing music, and which, by the way, I, I was given the opportunity to play the birimbau a few times, uh, the, big, the big string instrument and quickly relegated to the symbols. No, the sticks. He kept giving me the sticks because that's what I could handle. Um, I noticed that the energy in the class was completely different, even if it was a CD of music. And so there have been times where I've taught and I've tested this and I've played music and the class goes better. People's energy stays up. They stay more focused. I think especially in like a beginner setting, having some music that is fitting would be a great thing. I One of the many, many ideas that sits on my list that we have not implemented that is not a good use of resources at this time is developing a series of 30, 45, 60, 75, and 90 minute music, we'll, call, we'll just call it blocks of music with different tempos for a warm up and a cool down and training and, and everything for people to play in the background during classes. It doesn't have to be loud. In fact, it should be just enough to fill the empty space, the space between the notes. If you're an instructor, if you have the opportunity to do this, 
I think you should. And, excuse me, our last comment today, well, our last fact about Donnie Yen. He turned down the role of the main villain in both Tai Chi Master and The Legend of Drunken Master, 93-94, and eventually, or sorry, eventually played by Shi Ho Chin and Ken Lo, respectively. Both classic films. I'm trying to remember the last time. I, I know I've seen Drunken Master. It's been a long time, though. That's the thing about all these martial arts movies, is that there's so many. Most of the good ones are old. But you want to keep giving the new ones a shot. So you keep watching them, and you don't watch the old ones. And it's tough. Francis likes the idea of the music. Uh, Stacy says, I love the tangents we've gone on this morning. The more you all give me, the more tangents we get to go on. This is what I like about the live format, is that we get to hang out, we get to chat about these things, and there is an opportunity for a give and take. There's an opportunity for this call and response that we don't have in the other things that we do. The books, the social media, well, the social media, I guess, does. The podcast, the martial arts radio, we don't have that opportunity. This is the opportunity to engage. And that's part of why I like doing the show. And the, the more people who are willing to engage that come and watch, the better it goes. Just flat out, there's, a, there's an energetic exchange here. I'm giving you the best I can on camera. The more you give me good stuff in the chat, the better it goes. Francis says, big fan of that music to fill the spaces, something to feel and dwell on between movements. Yeah. Yeah. I used to DJ. Here, I'll, I'll wrap it up with this. I used to DJ. Uh, it started as a hobby during uh, my first startup business because I needed something I could do at home. I love music. I've always loved music. And DJing was something I always wanted to get into. So bought some CD turntables and learned to, to mix and had a really fun time with that. And that ultimately grew into me saving my friends quite a bit of money by DJing, mostly their weddings, but parties and things. But because of my martial arts background, I was able to read the energy of the room in a way that most DJs cannot. A lot of DJs show up and they just put on a playlist. Ugh, no, it doesn't work that way. You got to know what to play when. And if you're good at that, it's like, it's like being a puppeteer. I was able to get people to dance all the time. You ever been to a wedding where nobody dances? That was never an issue when I, when I DJed. Because you look at what people respond to and you experiment a little bit. It's just like sparring beginning of, of sparring or some freeform movement of somebody that you haven't worked with before you're trying stuff out what do they respond to what works what doesn't and that's exactly how i would dj and every single time i did i would have at least one person usually multiple people come up and say you're the best dj i've ever seen the music's not any different the equipment's not any different what was different my ability and willingness, honestly, to read the room. Oh, 
Francis is being awfully kind. Agreed, and you're so good at this. We give you a bit of flour. You make an artisan bread live on the show. Well, thank you. I haven't made bread in a while. I have a recipe for making. I have this, this idea. I want to make uh, small pizza crusts and put stuff on them and freeze them. So I have like my own frozen pizzas to just throw in the oven. I haven't done that yet. Mostly because it's summer. And I say that as I made a frozen pizza last night. So <laughs> mostly because by the time I have time to do it, I'm, I'm exhausted. This is a busy time. All right. It's time to go. Thanks for watching. Thanks for joining me. As always, you know, we'll do it again tomorrow. Leave me some questions, some comments, some other stuff to talk about. Those of you who joined in the chat, Francis, Stacy, whoever else is here, thanks for coming by. I think who, who else was here at the beginning? There was somebody else. Frank. Good morning, Frank. I know I said that already. I don't know if Frank is still with us. 6.30. Wait, I, I got a banner for this, too. No. Oh, that's the edit. I don't want to edit that. Come on. I'm still getting used to this. There we go. First cup live at 6.30 a.m. U.S. Eastern Time every weekday. And now on Facebook as well. So thanks for joining. And remember, if you want to support what we do here at Whistlekick, follow us on social media. I hope you'll all come to free training day in November. There's an event on the Whistlekick Facebook page. We've got a Patreon with some great stuff. And you can buy something like the new shirt that we rolled out last week. Use code FIRSTCUP15, save yourself a couple bucks. Hope everyone has a wonderful day. Take care, and I will see you back here tomorrow. Peace.